Here it is. It's the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. You get two weekly wrestling podcasts. James Ellsworth and the Dugcast and myself. You get Petey Williams, the Canadian Destroyer, in the Wrestling Perspective, the flagship show. But we're giving you a special Extreme Rules preview. I'm getting the band back together. You may not remember it. In the early days of the Wrestling Perspective, it was called Smack Talk Live. It was me and this man, Tony Colombo. Welcome home, Tony Colombo. What is up, Dennis? It is great to be back. I am so excited to uh, be back on with you and talking wrestling. And uh, I, I love how this podcast that we started uh, a couple years ago, you how much you've been able to uh, do with it. I mean, the fact that you... Every week, have Petey Williams on, and then also James Ellsworth on. I mean, I can't. I you tell me. I don't think there's another wrestling podcast out there that has a uh, has a a current TNA star and a current WWE star on uh, the same podcast channel. So, congratulations, man! It's really freaking cool. It's actually court ordered. They broke the law. I'm not at liberty to tell you, but this is part of their community <laughs> service. <laughs> but that's awesome but in the early days it takes two current wrestlers to replace one tony colombo that's the way i look at it oh well, i don't know about that but yeah no i listen i am thrilled to be back uh maybe if you could make some time for me uh <laughs> we can do this a little more often i i don't want to uh yeah right <laughs> yeah me big time i i've got nothing but time <laughs> So let's give. Yeah, it- I would like to do this a little more often. Get, get back into it, and uh, you know, give your give your folks a little bonus content from time to time. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Our folks, Tony. It's our folks. All right, our folks. I love it. Great we, to be back, Dennis. We didn't have to split them in our divorce, so it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're gonna do an extreme rules preview, but before we do that, I had an interesting question tossed out at me. Someone wanted me to ask this question on the podcast. Uh, Dr. Dennis, that's what he calls me. I want to be a fan of Ronda Rousey so bad, but right now she's giving off a bad Roman Reigns-ish vibe. How can WWE correct this? It's it's starting to spoil Stephanie McMahon's WrestleMania rumors. Uh, you know, I I hope I find myself hoping she disappear instead. Uh, what do you think now? Do you get that vibe from Ronda Rousey right now, the Roman Reigns? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you that same question. I no, I don't. Um, I don't get a Roman Reigns vibe from her. I, um, I, I think I know what this person's talking about. When it, uh, it she definitely has a vibe. There's a little bit of um, there's a little bit of inconsistency and who her character is. And, um, and then there's, and then more than that, even there's just, you know, a lot of, she's just green, you know, she's just still learning how to be a compelling character on television. So, um, I don't know. I give Rhonda, I give Rhonda more slack than I do most performers in the WWE because of the fact that she's new to this. She's never done it before. She doesn't have, you know, she hasn't been in NXT or any type of training wrestling school for years and years, like almost everybody that comes up 
to the main roster is so uh, or has. So, you know, I, I think that I think that the vibe and I think that the, maybe the little awkwardness or the little weirdness that you that you get from her is mostly just because she's still trying to figure it out. And, you know, and the and WWE hasn't hasn't helped her out as much as they could with her creative either, because. I, the one thing that I don't like about her is that half the time she's jovial, smiling, high-fiving, happy to be here, Ronda Rousey. And then half the time she's scowling. Um, I, I, you know, I just as soon break your face as look at it and, you know, it's like, which, you know, so there's a little helter-skelterness there. And, you know, that could maybe be contributing to how, why this person feels the way they do also. So, uh, but no, I don't, I don't think there's a, I don't, I don't feel like a Roman Reigns vibe. Do you? Not, not at all. But in defense of Roman Reigns, every generation of wrestler had that Roman Reigns. At one point, Hulk Hogan was Roman Reigns being shoved down our throats, whether we liked it or not. Uh, You look at the Royal Rumble 1992 you had Ric Flair come at number three, win the Royal Rumble, and they quickly, you know, whisked him to the back for a backstage interview. While the guy that gets tossed out, Hulk Hogan, is in the middle of the ring still flexing. That, if anything says Roman Reigns, that says Roman Reigns. John Cena, Roman Reigns. Of course, at the <laughs> end and now, John Cena is being cheered. Every generation, I, you even go back to the Attitude Era, The Rock and Stone Cold, Roman Reigns. Those two were being shoved down our throats, and look, they they took the reins, you know, pun, no pun intended here, and ran with it and made us like them. The only difference is the creative. It's not Roman Reigns' fault. I, I quite think he's okay. I don't want to see him turn hill because I love listening to people complain about it. So, oh, look, a couple of years ago, we did that Royal Rumble instant reaction when Roman Reigns came out at 30. Remember that? Oh, we were we were lo- we were podcasting live when that happened. When he came out at thirty, after already wrestling for the title, right? Right. <laughs> Didn't he wrestle for the title that night, and then came lost, and then came out at thirty? Oh, uh, yeah, not, I remember. Not his fault. Horrible. None. None of that's his fault. We no. would do the same okay. thing if we were booked that way. Agreed. That, but, but not his fault. But also, but that doesn't. But, that doesn't make me but, like this. No, no, I, I get it anymore. But my point being, Ronda Rousey was the whether you believe it or not, the biggest free agent signing in WWE history. I kind of looked around, and they might not be off too much off of it, other than recycled talent from WCW and back and forth. The outside coming into wrestling, she might have been the biggest signing. That being said, you have to put her on a different pedestal as everybody else. Brock Lesnar, she is the female Brock Lesnar. She's the female Stone Cold. Thus, you have to treat her that way. I like the fact she walks down with a smile because she could kill anybody she wants in that ring. WWE has done an amazing job making me forget the Ronda Rousey that got her butt kicked like five matches in a row. I don't even think about that now. I think it was two, but still not five. But yeah, right. I'm five. not an MMA guy, so it felt like five 
at the end of her run, her reputation in UFC was tarnished. Let's not let's not mince yeah. words. She was done. She was done. But yeah. she goes to the WWE, and you don't think of any of that, do you? Mm, no. So no. So she should be on a different level. I think they've done an amazing job of keeping the belt away from her. I'm worried that it may turn into a Oscar situation where I felt like it would have been too early for her to win the belt. Now she's jobbing out and almost losing to James Ellsworth uh, down the line, which we'll uh, talk about James here in a little bit. Uh, so I I think I like what they're doing with her. The, give her the 30 days off TV, slow down some of her momentum, you give her 30 more days where she's not chasing or interacting because uh, she's immediately has to be somewhere around that title picture unless you gave me a six month storyline where she's you know trying to get revenge on something it's not happening so that's why we are where we are with her yeah no i agree i agree with all that and 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 my point about her smiling and then scowling it but the thing I, I i don't mind her smiling either and i don't mind her being a baby face and i don't mind her being baby face that can turn on the anger and kick anybody's ass but what i'm saying is it's just painfully obvious that she's still you know she's acting she's still f- trying to she's just not natural with it yet so you know you, hang on though that I, can be i got that disagree. can be a little off putting and i think that's where this guy's coming from I, i'm I, not listen i'm a fan i'm not i'm not trying to rip Ronda Rousey here. I'm just saying that I'm just trying to f- figure out. I'm just trying to explain why maybe this guy is feeling the way he does, that she has some kind of like Roman Reigns air about her that I don't think she has, that maybe it's these other things that you are noticing that is causing you to feel that way, because I don't think that she's being written or treated like with the Roman Reigns treatment like this, uh, like the person asking the question thought. Look at it like sports. When Payne Manning is the best quarterback in the NFL or Wayne Gretzky is the best hockey player ever, and they're in their prime and they're playing and they're on every billboard, they're everywhere else, everybody always says, oh, they're shoving them down our throats. But when you're the best, you're the person being marketed as the best. It just comes right. with the territory, and that's where Ronda is. She's right now right. the best. Agreed. Agreed. I agree. But they, I also agree that I, I, I agree with everything you said about keeping her away from the title. Um, it might not even be a bad idea to have one more person come in and, you know, uh, distract her from the title because right now it looks like she is on a collision course for SummerSlam next month to be in the title. After what she did to get suspended beating up Alexa Bliss, um, who I will get into, we'll get into what we think is going to happen tomorrow at extreme rules, um, in a minute, but, uh, spoiler alert, I think that Alexa is going to win. And so, uh, after what she did to Alexa Bliss to get herself suspended, she's obviously coming straight for her. And if, you know, I, I just hope there's some other swerve, Somebody steps in unexpectedly, takes Ronda's eyes off the title for uh, another period of time, and she has to go solve, you know, take care of 
one other issue before she goes after the title. Um, I'd like to see that chase strung out a little bit longer, but I don't think we're going to. I think she's going to be fighting for the championship and, and winning it at SummerSlam. I hope it, I'm wrong, but I think that's what's going to happen. If there's a person to do it, it should be Nia Jax. If they can stop big showing her face, heel, face, heel. She's turned face and heel at least three times in the last three months. It's ridiculous. So, you know, make yeah. her a heel, make her a face. But either way, you know, her match was left with Nia without we knew she was going to win but the outside interference there wasn't a clear-cut winner the natural person to step in is Nia Jax and you know what make them chase each other for a month or two don't don't give me a clear-cut one-on-one match the immediate next pay-per-view you can keep that match off pay-per-view and skip a pay-per-view and give me an extra two months of these two I will say this too um very positive about Ronda. Um, Nia Jax, in my opinion, is not a very good wrestler, and she's uh, she's a good she's a good character. She definitely has value, and she you know I'm not saying that she doesn't belong in the position she belongs in, but she's not great in the ring. And their match, Ronda Rousey's title match with Nia Jax, was a pretty good match. And I think that has a lot to do with Ronda. And everybody was afraid that that match was going to be bad because you, you, and, that, and typically in that situation, you have to rely on the veteran to be the one to carry the match and make it look good. And I'm not sure that that was Nia that did that. I think that that was more Ronda than it was Nia. And that really, and if she's able to put on a good, you know, a good match at this point of her career with somebody in the ring that's not great. Uh, she could really, as she develops in the ring, start to become, you know, somebody that is super special. And I really hope that that's how it turns out. Let's move on. You wanted to talk about James Ellsworth, my co-host podcast. And you know what? I'll even say this. <laughs> I'll even say this. Yeah. You've never met him. You've heard the podcast, no. but you're just not no. a fan of James Ellsworth, the WWE character. and The character. Yes. Sure. The, that, that's what, yeah, the character in the way he is in the WWE. And you were like, ah, maybe I won't. I understand he's on your podcast. I'll respect that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on. Let's talk about this because right. I don't right. ever want anybody to feel like they're muted because they don't like somebody on the podcast or who we've interviewed. So here we are. Why don't you intro us into what you want to say about James Ellsworth? Sure. I did. Okay. So, um, I was actually one of those people that was pretty excited. Uh, when I, when all the rumors were swirling that he, that, that James Ellsworth was coming back to the WWE. Um, we had heard those rumors, you know, when, when, when he came walking down the aisle, dressed as Oscar at the last pay-per-view and you know, the, the, the wrestling geeks, you know, that listen to the podcast and read the wrestling dirt sheets and all that stuff. You knew it was him because you had heard all the rumors that he was going to be there. And I thought that, that they could do something. They, if, if used properly, um, he could really help enhance Carmella, 
who is another person that I don't think is very good in the ring. And so, but she is a good heel. She's great at generating heat. She's, you can argue, you can make an argument whether it's the right type of heat or not. Um, you know, that's, that's a different debate, but there's no doubt that she can definitely rile up a crowd and get people to hate her. And so that's really good that she's able to do that on the microphone. Um, but she needs some help in the ring and bringing James Ellsworth in as a option, you know, something to use in her matches. Um, I thought help her. I do not like at all the way that they've used him. Um, I, I, I think, I think he's been wasted in, in his comeback. I, I just don't, I just don't find what they're doing with him entertaining in any way. And I don't think it's been good for him. And I don't think it's necessarily helped Carmella. So yeah, it's just been a big disappointment in my opinion. You know, and that's the character, not the man. <clears throat> listening to what you said, there wasn't too much I could disagree with. There's not much you can do with James Ellsworth. You're not going to put him in the women's re- revolution. It's it's just not going to happen. Could you right. put him in 205 Live? Maybe, but there should be a natural progression to it. You just don't snap your fingers and boom, yeah. he's there. Yeah, what he's doing now... I'm a little bit okay with. Only from the sense of it's too soon to take the belt whether you believe Carmella is a viable champion or not. You just don't want to play hot no, potato all the time. Agree. Uh, agree, which is one of the reasons that I thought it was good that he was coming back because it could give them a way to keep the belt on Carmella, not play hot potato with it. You and I had a huge argument two years ago or whatever it was when the Sasha Banks Charlotte situation was happening and they were literally trading the belt back and forth every month for what felt like an entire year you remember how much i freaking hated that even even when the matches were good i hated it i hated it that was stupid and so yeah no i agree with you 100 percent um I think, but i just don't feel like that i, I just don't like the the way they're they're using him and i don't think he's Belongs to 205. I don't, when I look at James Ellsworth, I do not see a wrestler. Um, I see, you know, a, a, a manager type role. And, you know, and he's at times has been the partnership with Carmella. And, and there have been times when I thought it was, it was working really well. It was, you know, successful. Or he could even be a babyface um, companion, you know, in the way he was with Dean Ambrose. And that ran cold at the end and got sort of old and, and, and annoying by the end of it but there was a stretch there where that was really entertaining and really really good stuff um people remember go back and watch those matches with aj styles the place was going you know he had the crowd in the palm of his hand so they could do good things with james it's just this is not doing it right now see i i'll disagree from the aspect of james ellsworth is a limited character they're using him right in the aspect of they're using him to keep that belt on Carmella, run a little interference. That works. Uh, he disappears for a few months. You bring him back. I, you know, he's so tied into Carmella. It'd be hard to see him anywhere else. Honestly, it's almost yeah. like he's typecasting himself. Yeah. And 
you know, we've all been the victim of typecasting some way or the other. Oh, you're the fantasy football guy. Oh, you're the political. Yeah. So to break out of a typecast is hard. I Can he do it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. And they're not helping him right now in any way. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I hope he I – I mean, I wish him the best, obviously. And I'm do you, Tony, do you, real, do you really wish him the best? <laughs> I do. I, I don't have any hate in my heart for anyone. Okay. But, uh, but he's not going to last. At least the, he's not he's, – he's, he's, he, it's, it's a worthless – it's a worthless character right now, and they need to do something with him. That's all I'll say. All right. Well, I I think we kind of agree. When he's getting more airtime, when he's getting more airtime than Samoa Joe, when he's on television and in pay per views, and Samoa Joe's not, that's we got a problem. When he's on TV more than Ty Dillinger, who that's a whole other story, obviously. But that's frustrating. Is can be so all right well that's that's for another podcast on another day let's let's talk about extreme rules why we're all here let's do it the extreme pay-per-view without an extreme rules match on it (laughs) think there is what what's an extreme rule alexania alexania is an extreme rules match okay one extreme rules match (laughs) Right between the two, between the two people that are the worst two people to be having extreme rules match with. I mean, not that, not that they can't do something good with it, but you're only going to have one extreme rules match, and it's going to be the Alexa Bliss Nia Jax match. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? Yeah. Like what? James, James Ellsworth being suspended above a, uh, a the ring in a shark cage is not extreme. A thirty minute Iron Man match is not extreme. Which, yeah. Stop calling it an Iron Man match. Iron Man matches are 60 minutes long. They're not 30 minutes long. Knock it off. Uh, so going into this pay-per-view, what is your excitement level? Without talking about the card, the build-up for it, what is your excitement? Not very high at all. You know, they've they've done it in the past where they've had a bad, where everybody went into it thinking it was going to be bad, especially, you know, one of these you know B-level pay-per-views. Um, and it's turned out to be a really good show. So it's possible that that happens. There are also times like Backlash a couple months ago where everybody said it was going to be really bad, and then it was really bad. So that's, if I had to make a prediction, that's what we're about to get is another Backlash, which was a terrible show, save for one match. Um, But Hopefully they prove me wrong. But man, no, I don't have very much excitement at all. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. I watch all of them. Uh, but if I, I, I think we can, I, I think that it's going to be predictable. And predictable is not always bad. Um, but I think it's going to be predictable, predictably boring and bad. And um, yeah, uh, like I said, I hope I'm wrong about that. Uh, my excitement level is about had, the same. Yeah. yeah, it's about the same. the The buildup is not good. I don't like all these pay per views every month. I wish they would go back to a limited pay per view schedule. Or if you're going to do pay per views, make them the specials, like the Greatest Royal Rumble or something like that. But the gimmick pay per views. 
I'm not a huge fan of, you know, Taboo Tuesday or the extreme rules because it just doesn't feel extreme anymore. It, 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 yeah, table TLC, I don't I'm, – I'm with you. Yeah, get rid of those. You know, Backlash and Vengeance or whatever, fine. You know, I, I'm all about bringing back some of the old school WCW pay-per-view names, which – Amen. You know, I – I watched Halloween Havoc 1991, 92 last night. You know, the weekends, I fire up the you know WWE Network and I watch old WCW pay per views because they're just so great. Yeah, how come the July pay per view and WWE isn't Bash at the Beach? You don't have, and you don't. That doesn't mean that you have to go back to Panama City. I think that's where they usually did Bash at the Beach in WCW. Right doesn't mean you have to go back to Panama City and get on the beach. You can do it wherever you want to do it, but just call it Bash the Beach. I'm, you know, like, that's got the and, – and have a summer feel, a summer theme to it. Bash I, at the Beach in July, SummerSlam in August. I mean, how does that not work? Or, or have it earlier in the month of July, right, closer to Independence Day, closer to the 4th, and – Call it the Great American Bash. Well, that they, all makes sense in they, July. I'll tell you uh, this: I was extreme ex- rules doesn't. I was excited to see WWE put in for the uh, patent, or is that what they call it? Either way, put in to bring back the gr- yeah the trademark for Great American Bash, which it, that excites me. That that gives me hope we would get to see that again. I wish they would have aired the Starcade special they had last year on the WWE Network because. That was always my WrestleMania with Starcade. And why and why didn't they put that on the network? I, I couldn't understand that at all. I was excited to see Starcade or hear that Starcade was back. And I don't know for me, that's why I have the WWE network for wrestling content. I'll check out the, the shows, um, you know, the the car ride show or the table for three show i'll check those out from time to time but i like the wrestling content and i like the especially when it, if it's a a network special a live show starkey would have been perfect for that i thought that's what they created the network for and it wasn't on it was dumb but yeah anyway i they i agree with you i thought that they had already had all of those I didn't even think that I didn't know they had to put in for any kind of licensing for those old. I thought when they bought WCW, they all those names came with it, and they could use them all like they've been using, you know, Clash of the Champions, and um, uh, they used obviously Starcade last year. I thought they just had all those, and you know, they should be using them. Use Halloween Havoc, use the Great American Bash or Bash at the Beach in the summertime. Hell, you can do both. You could start the summer with Bash at the Beach in early June or. Late May and then in July, right around Fourth July, you can have Great American Bash, and then in August you can have SummerSlam. That makes a whole lot more sense than Extreme Rules in July. That what is that? That doesn't make you know. There's, that's not timely. That doesn't make any sense. I get it. Let's let's get on with the card for Extreme Rules 2018. Uh, Sin Cara versus uh, <laughs> I, I. You know, I I feel. <laughs> I can't even believe I have to say this because it feels like this angle has gone on for five years now and just won't end. Uh, almost, and yet they've only wrestled like once, right? I, I think so. Didn't he hurt him? 
Yeah, I think they. I think that was. A, I think that was. Um, right, part of the show. I think but... kayfabe heard them. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't have any good place to put the match. So yeah, Andre Cena um, almost is. Yeah, what. He is basically SmackDown's version of Bobby Roode, an immense talent that has just become a jobber. I, you know, he's going to mm. go over Sin Cara, but he had so much buzz coming out, and it just seems like, eh, all right, he's just another player yeah. in the game when you put him on the pay-per-view versus Sin Cara. Are you an NXT guy? Do you watch a lot of NXT? Only the TakeOver pay-per-views. Okay, so I I don't watch every week either. I don't miss a takeover because they're freaking amazing. But I watch the show every couple of weeks, and I keep up with what's going on in XE. Cian Almas is a superstar. His match with Gargano earlier this year may be the best match that WWE has put on and will put on in all of 2018. He's a he's a stud. He's great. And I don't understand I don't understand WWE has this um uh this way of doing things that I, I don't get. So Andrade C at all this is coming up and he was the NXT champion champion and he's supposed to be this just um, amazing badass talent. I think he fought a couple jobbers when he first came up and obviously destroyed them in no time. Um, but then his first real match with a real WWE superstar is with Sin Cara. And Sin Cara looked – it was the best Sin Cara match in years. He got more offense in than he's gotten in in any match I've seen him in in years. He's typically basically a jobber on TV. And – he took Cian almost to a very competitive match. It was like when um, it was like when Oscar came to the to the uh, main roster, and um, Emma, who had been basically a jobber uh, or had been turned into a jobber at that point, all of a sudden Emma's having the best matches in years and dominating oscar for 75 percent of the match before oscar sneaks a victory in the end and she should be the one steamrolling through because she's the new person that you're trying to get over and trying to demonstrate what a badass they are i don't what they're doing with anybody i don't get it at all but you, the, when you said bobby Roode, you hit it on the head that's because they've done the exact same thing to bobby Roode, taking an amazing nxt dominant champion superstar and totally watered him down. And it's almost beyond repair with Bobby Roode, and it'll be, get to that point with Andrade before you know it if they don't do something fast. They're not going to. You gonna, can already see the roadies on it. I'm going to say something before we yeah. continue with this card when you talked about NXT TakeOvers being awesome. And I uh-huh. hope it makes you mad. And this is how I feel, and I ha- and I will back it up. NXT TakeOvers, NXT programming is fool's gold. Now, now, hear me out. Let's hear it. Yeah. You, instead of a three-hour pay-per-view, you have five matches. Of course, Uh if any show is limited to five matches and you have your best ten wrestlers, 
you're going to have an amazing pay-per-view. It doesn't matter. Think of any WWE pay-per-view with only five matches. How amazing each you match think, was. Hold on. You think that if Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn and the typical, and the guys who write creative uh, for the main roster, if, a, if they had a two-hour, five-match pay-per-view, that it would be as good as an NXT TakeOver? Yes. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree with that. I, I think it would be just as good. Your best five matches, you know, per and by the way, it's not even it's not even per month. Takeovers are what four a year. Yeah, five a year. I think now with um, since they're putting in one with um, uh, money in the bank. Think yeah. think of that. Think of that. On the, I agree. The, no, I, I, your premise is correct. But, but now, if I you, I think that the writing, I think the way that they write the program, the way that the the style of the main roster is, even if they have, even if they could, even if it was just, even if it was just a pay per view with AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, Rusev. Bobby Roode, all the best wrestlers, all the most capable guys of putting on a spectacular show. I, 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 they, I, they still wouldn't do that with a main roster pay per view because that's not the that's not the main roster product. But hang on, and now. that's why. And and the, and in my opinion, just my opinion, that the main roster product is inferior to the NXT product. And and that has to do with writing and creative and presentation, um, not with the talent of the roster or the skill of the guys and 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 girls in the ring. It's I, just I don't think that Vince McMahon would write a show like that, even if he had two hours and here's your ten best wrestlers and five matches. Uh, it would not. It would still not, in my opinion, be on the level of a takeover. Well, I'm glad you said that because. Look at it from where I'm going with this is if you expanded everything NXT, I the product would not be that great. If NXT was 10 matches every other month, it would not be great. If if the programming was live and not pre-recorded in, you know, what instead of an hour, it's 2 hours, it wouldn't be the same NXT. You would start seeing the flaws that the main roster has. That's why I say it's fool's gold is because NXT is so protected with the limited time, that product looks amazing because of the limited time. Yeah, but the writing is just so much better. But is the it, writing would still be better? The creative would still be better. The it, stories would still be better. But would they? It wouldn't be as good as it is now because you're right. It would start to get overexposed. Um, see, but you know what? Some of the things, but some of the things that they do on NXT, they can do. On the main roster, there was a point. Of, there was a time when uh, Brock Lesnar not being on TV every day or every week with the title was refreshing. And now it's just gotten crazy because he's like literally never on. But you don't have to put the same people on TV every week on the main roster like they do. You don't have to watch Finn Balor's uh, entrance every week or hear uh, Bobby Roode's glorious theme every week on the main roster. 
they could they have plenty of talent and plenty of, of stories to tell that they can take a break from that stuff and that's what NXT does so well. They don't have the same there's there's no guarantee that Aleister Black's going to be on every week on uh, on NXT. There's no guarantee that uh, Shayna Baszler that you know that all their big names they take breaks. They're not on every week. It makes them more special. You don't see the same thing every week. And they could do that. They they could do they could write like that on the main roster right now and they don't. So NXT, to me, just has a better presentation. And yes, it could be more watered down if they were forced to put out as much content as the, as the main roster would be. But I still think the overall product would be better because of the philosophy of the presentation. All right, let's stay on track. I'm sorry I threw us off of, of where we were trying to go with the extreme. I love it. I love it. And I'll try not to talk too much. I, I, I need to let you get your rebuttal in sorry no no it's good i'm not i'm not knocking you for it so i filibuster <laughs> so so uh sin cara almas uh unanimous no. almas almas wins in a in in a in a in a match that's way too competitive i agree i you know what i agree so much with that i think I think this is I, this is not the pre-show match. I don't think. I think this will be main roster match. I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't have pre-show. Dude. I don't know. Oh, it could be a pre-show match. I don't know. Either way, it's I don't even, know the entire lineup. I'm gonna. Kind of, I think I know it, but then I've already forgotten that this match was one of them. So maybe you'll say something here in a minute that will make me think that this is not the pre-show. But dang, um, when I hear that, it's got. I, I hear pre-show all written all over it if it's not it's the first match of the night what a, and what a way to get that crowd involved well that and that's why Sinkara will have a a sporting chance more so than he deserves yeah yuck uh, the boring next match is a tables match it's new day biggie kofi xavier versus sanity eric young alexander wolf and killian dane now this is one of those that could go either way, but you're not bringing Sanity up to job the New Day on their first pay per view match, right? I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But they already lost their their very first match of the main roster. Sanity loses, which uh, makes no freaking sense. So I don't know. I to me, it's common sense that Sanity wins. And it should be a good. It, you know what? Sanity's they're really good, and, and New Day obviously are great. Um, they this could be a show stealing match. So I hope that's what it is. I hope they allow these two teams to go out there, put on a show for everybody, give it their all, give them twenty minutes, maybe twenty plus, just to do some amazing stuff. And let Sanity win in the end. And, you know, make it cheap. Make it, you know, let them do something dastardly or whatever. Um, that's fine. That's what's, that's the way it should be. But they should win. But just because it's WWE, just because they've already not had Sanity look great, I, 
I'm not as confident as I as I should be in saying Sanity, but I, I hope it's them. Uh, Sanity too. There we go. We've got two matches down. We move on to the next match. We talked about it earlier, Tony. It's Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax in the only Extreme Rules match on the whole WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view for the WWE Raw's Women Champion <laughs> Chip. A lot of words there. I need the oxygen tank. Uh, Bliss is coming in as a champion. Nia is coming in not knowing whether she's a hill or a face from one week or to the next. I, I You know, look, I'm a Bliss fan. <laughs> I like what they've done with Bliss. They've, they've figured out a way to make me believe that somebody as five foot can hold on to the women's championship so consistently. And... I, this sounds weird, but I it doesn't feel right if she is not the champion. So I'm going to say Bliss walks out the champion with interference from Ronda Rousey. Uh, just interference, general interference in the match, or do you think that she interferes on behalf of one or the other? I think she... I think in, she get. I think in, in storyline she should have heat with both of them. Right. Well, I think she goes in and screws Nia Jax, which gives Nia Jax the two pay per views in a row where she's been screwed uh, out of a women's championship match because of interference, once from Bliss and now from Ronda, which would make it an interesting way to go. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see. I think Ronda's going to be. I think she's going to be there. I think that she is going to get involved in this pay-per-view in some way, which, you know, probably in this match. Um, I agree with you that I, I also think that it's that Alexa leaves champion. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be um, her own cheating. It's going to be taking advantage of Ronda's, uh, of, of some kind of a Ronda Rousey interference. Um, I couldn't, you know what I wouldn't mind seeing and, um, would also work for me uh, as far as a continuation of the storyline is to have Ron because it's an extreme rules match, so there's no disqualification. You know, she, you know, anything, anything goes. So I wouldn't mind if Ronda came down and just laid waste to both of them, just trashed both of them, and then and then walk away and. It just so happens that Nia Jax got it a little bit worse than Alexa Bliss, and uh, Alexa is sort of able to kind of crawl over and just you know flump on top of of Nia to get the pinfall. But she's been destroyed, and Nia's been destroyed, and Ronda leaves them both just laying in a heap, and Alexa across Naya who essentially just knocked silly Miranda. That'd be a cool way to go. And it would accomplish what you just said. Naya would could say second pay-per-view in a row, totally screwed out of, uh, you know, winning uh, a championship match. And it, uh, it gets Alexa out of there with the title and continues the storyline of Ronda, just like being on a rampage and hating everybody. And I'm just, just going to, I'm just going to destroy everything. There, That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Next match, let's move on. AJ Styles comes in as a champion versus Rusev Day, a regular singles match for the WWE Championship. Uh, you know, 
logic tells me AJ Styles is going to win it, but I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm rooting for Rusev in this one. Everything he's done, you know, I thought he would have made a great champion when he was feuding with John Cena and came in on a tank in one of the WrestleManias. He's yeah. gotten over a Rusev Day every day, and technically this pay-per-view is on Rusev Day, and, you know, thankfully he's letting <laughs> that happen. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Rusev just with my heart. This is a heart pick, Tony Colombo. Oh, I you know what? I hope you're right. I I I love uh, I love Rusev. I love AJ Styles too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think there's any chance that Rusev wins this match. I don't think there's any chance that he walks out WWE champion. However, as we know, WWE sometimes does things uh, just to. Just simply for the shock value. So on shock value alone, you might be right. Um, I'm going to still pick AJ Styles. I, I hope that this does not – I hope that that, uh, that Rusev is moving into the, uh, the part of town where the WWE championship is. And this – he's not just visiting – I hope this is you know not just like a one-time glamour shot, and then he's back to the mid card. I hope he continues to compete in the in the main event picture because uh, that's where he belongs. Uh, he also it's also he also needs to be a babyface um, because he is a babyface. <laughs> because people, I don't understand. It makes I, why does every why is every foreigner have to be a heel? How come there can't be? A baby face from the country. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, my pick is my pick is AJ Styles. I'm with you on Rusev though, and and hoping that if he doesn't win the title tomorrow, he wins it soon, or at least uh, stays in the main event picture. But man, they're, they're talk about another character the WWE has screwed up. Uh, Rusev is long overdue for a, for a championship run. And um, a stay on top. So we'll see. More than anything, Tony, please, please, WWE, if you're listening, do not split him and Aiden English up. I worry deep down inside that, mm. that Sunday night is going to be the beginning of the end of the split. Yeah. They've teased it a few yeah. few times when Wano came back. I just pray. These two need to stay together. This is the most over Aiden English has ever been, and I'm not tired of it at all. I'm I'm not either. I, I agree with you 100. percent They had they did tease it. Remember they teased that like Lana didn't like him, and then that it was going to be Lana that got that was sort of the uh, motive uh, the motivation uh, for, to have Rusev get rid of him. But then all of a sudden now he's coming to the ring. With mm-hmm. Lana and you know supporting her as much as they seem to be buddy buddy again, so great. Um, yeah, I, I the thing is is if they do make him babyface, WWE is going to split the two of them up, which is dumb. I I totally that that'll be that will be what Vince McMahon thinks is the catalyst for turning good is when he turns around and Machka kicks Aiden English because. He did something, you know. He cheated in some way, and now, and now Rusev is going to be, you know, I fight, you know, I, I don't need any help, and I'm going to be the the rule following good guy who, you know, goes it alone. Uh, 
which is oh, I hate. I'm I'm with you. I you, you can make they can he can turn baby fa- they can both turn baby face together. You can keep the team together. The gimmick is working. It's great. Aiden English gets a huge pop every time he comes out from behind the curtain, and if Aiden English is a pretty good wrestler, and he's and you know this gimmick is working really well. But when he once he split away from Rusev at the end of Aiden English, I mean, it, then you can just start counting the days until the old future endeavor deal comes out, um, which which is a shame because this could go. This has got legs, but I am with you that I fear them ending it prematurely. God, please don't let it happen. Match number five: Broken Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, the champions go in versus the B team. Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel. This is another one of these matches where everybody is just being misused. They don't even call him Woken or Broken Matt Hardy. It's just Matt Hardy now, which it's always been Woken Matt Hardy. They're not even using the gimmick right. And is it me when he comes out and he does that laugh? Do you think it's always the beginning of the Beach Boys wipeout? (laughs) I didn't, but I will now. Now I thank you. I'll never be able to not hear that. Um, I'm gonna uh, let me. I'm gonna say something. I want to get you your reaction. Um, <clears throat> I am. Uh, uh, I think in the minority in saying that I I like Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt being together. I think this team can work. Uh, I think their characters. The woken Matt Hardy is, you know, or broken Matt Hardy, whichever one you want to say. Um, when done right, compliments the Bray Wyatt character. Um, they both have been Bray has been so misused by the WWE. It's 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 we I mean we just talked about Rusev. Uh, the only person maybe more mishandled than Rusev is Bray Wyatt, uh, in my opinion. And uh, but I like I like this team. I like I don't like. I don't like the way that they've used them necessarily, but I like the team. I think that they could do cool things with them, and I think they could be a great team together. They're both infinitely entertaining. I mean, you, it, when they're both when they're at their best, either one of them, they're great. Um, so I hope that they don't give up on this. I hope that they figure out how to make it work because I. It shouldn't be as it shouldn't be that hard. Um, it's it's funny because I think that I think that uh, uh, Jeff Hardy is doing a better job with the being a, in the broken universe right now than Matt Hardy is, <laughs> and he's not even officially in the broken. You know, he's not even officially woken or broken or whatever. But I, I like the I like the new Jeff Hardy. But we that's a different discussion. Um, uh. I, the B team is dumb. This this thing is dumb. Bo Dallas and uh, Curtis Axel are both criminally underused. They're both great wrestlers. They can both be doing great things. And you know, you, you the, the argument against you know what I'm saying is, well, if they're so great, how come you're mad about them being in a title match? Don't they deserve to be in a title match? Yeah, they do do deserve to be in a title match, but not in the not under the gimmick that they're in right now because this that. The B team gimmick has no future. It's dumb. Um, so I hope. Oh God, I hope they don't put the titles on the B team. I'm. I'm. 
Oh God! I hope they don't put the titles on the B team. Here's they. Here's my argument. Hopefully, hopefully Wyatt and uh, my my pick is Wyatt and Hardy, and hopefully this is the end of the B team. Here's, Gosh, I hope they don't put the titles on the B team. Here's my argument for Matt and Bray. They should be working. Go ahead. But they need to be working at a higher level than the B team. They need to be in some sort of violent match right here. This needs to be a serious feud. Yes. It's just come off as comedy. Yes. It, it hasn't felt right for, for Hardy and Wyatt. Those two should be in some sort of sinister, you know, sinister and dark. And, and it just seems stupid that they're going back and forth. I love the fact that Bo and Bray are finally doing something together. To me, that's a little fun, but it shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be now. Matt and Bray need to be more of a darker, serious feud right now mm. with a lot more heavier heavier consequence on the line than just ending the B team. Yes. Yes, yes. They they should not they they should not be a team that suffers fools. You know? They they should be insulted by the B team's presence. They they should be looking past them. They, yeah, and just tearing them. They shouldn't even be. They shouldn't even be fighting them. Um, I don't know. Did you see that thing? Uh, did you hear that report that came out a couple months ago? That's that. Uh, uh, it was some like uh, leaked memo from inside WWE where they basically were saying that uh, tag team wrestling doesn't draw money and that the WWE is not putting. Like going forward, it, we are not going to make tag team wrestling a priority. Um, it really shows, it, and it's and that's so stupid. Tag team wrestling, I when done right, I I think watching tag team wrestling is more fun than watching singles matches. When it's when it's like old days of Legion of Doom and Demolition, the Rockers. Uh, and then, and then watch Four a Young horsemen. Bucks match, you know, or watch a Briscoe Brothers match in, in ROH. Freaking uh, tag team wrestling is, uh, to me, if when they're both done, when they're both done as good as they can be done, the tag team match is going to be more fun to watch. So I, I, I don't understand why they don't think there's any money there. I don't understand why they don't put a priority on it. But when you've got the freaking B team in a championship match, on a pay per view, then you you obviously don't give a shit. Sorry, you don't. You obviously don't care one bit. Beat me. I, <laughs> Believe I, me. I I look up and down. And you think of all the great moments in the WWE, the WCW. It's the Road Warriors, the Four Horsemen, the Fabulous Freebirds, the the Mega Powers. Yes, it's. All the great moments have been based around some sort of tag team. If, if go back and mm-hmm. watch, you know, Bobby Heenan's crew. You know, the Heenan family—they were tag teams at times. Yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden they don't want to make it work. Aku it's, and Andre, man, Aku and Andre were tag teams forever, and you know, they were Heenan. They were they were big Heenan tag team. I mean, even like DX. Even in the DX NWO days of the of the Attitude Era, DX owned the ta- owned the uh, you know with the New Age Outlaws. They 
owned the tag team division and they and they owned the the titles or or were all you know or were always vying for them if they weren't the champions same way with the outsiders at the beginning of the NWO i mean it just it's not you don't even have to go back very far to to prove that tag team wrestling is 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 a uh, is fun and and like you and like you said every every big moment is usually tied into some state you know some type of stable or team um yeah i i i just i hate it i hate that they just seemingly just don't care about the tag team division because right now the tag team divisions are so bad and about a year ago they were making a comeback remember i i mm-hmm. we I, I don't know if we ever had a chance to talk about it but there was a uh, there was a time not that long ago when the usos were fighting the new day and uh and the bar was was doing their thing on raw like tag team wrestling was looking up and it's suddenly just been like right back down the toilet I agree. Uh, Carmella versus Asuka. This is a singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. The extreme rule in this match, James Ellsworth will be suspended above the ring in a shark cage, which feels like we just saw this how many months ago with Enzo Amore? Yeah. And then and then right before that with Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you remember that? Yes, remember I Jericho do. Jericho being in the shark tank about... Uh, when he was when he was uh, doing his thing with KO, with Kevin Owens. Yep. Um, Go, going to the well. My prediction here. I'm gonna go first because I want to get your I want to get your reaction to this. Um, my prediction is that James Ellsworth is so small <laughs> that he literally shimmies out between the bars of the sh- of the shark cage. And that is how he gets himself out of the shark cage and into the match. And then he, whether it's distraction finish or he gets involved, whatever, he's the reason he gets out of the cage and he's the reason that Carmella wins and Carmella retains. That's my prediction. I agree. I think uh, he gets out. I, you know what? I, here's, here's something crazy I'm going to throw out. This might be the most brutal beating if Asuka mm. gets her hands on James Ellsworth that you will see during the whole pay-per-view. I really feel like that there's going to be an extreme beatdown from Asuka to James Ellsworth. But do you think that Carmella went do you think that it's post-match after a Carmella victory? Oh yeah, Carmella walks out still the champion. Ellsworth takes the beating. I could totally see that because then, because then Asuka is kept strong. She looks strong and dominant at the end, dominant at the end, but you don't have to play hot potato and and take the title off of her after she just won it already. Yep. I I could totally see that. I could totally, uh, uh, I could absolutely see that he gets out of the cage. He's the reason he does, you know, he's the reason that Carmella wins. Then Carmella takes her title and goes home as Asuka trashes James Ellsworth. She leaves him the out ring. there to take a beating. Yep. Yep. 
that that's my yep. prediction. I think that's it. I, 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 my prediction is, is your prediction. My heart is your heart. Aw, thank you, buddy. Let's move on. <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. No way Daniel Bryan Kane win this match, right? I mean, Kane's a government official right now. He can't devote that much time to he's, to, to doing house. He's running for office. He's it, not in office. Okay, yet. he's running. Yeah, still, um, still, I, I can't. I can't see and what but what just uniting makes these guys automatic number one contenders there's there's flawed logic in this match and I don't care about the Bludgeon Brothers right now they did when they first started doing some of those violent moves I thought wow this is great and it just became stupid yep no agreed back uh, you go Rewind the tape five minutes and everything I said about tag team wrestling and the dismal shape uh, that it's in. Uh, you, this It's all on display here again. Um, however, I disagree with you. I think that they win. I think that, they, I think that Kane and Daniel Bryan win the, win the titles. Really? For sure. Yeah, my, for sure. What what do you for sure. what do you think of them reuniting? Or does it excite you? Because to me, it does. It doesn't does nothing for me. No, because here's the here's my no. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, full yeah, di- good. Yeah, let me hear it. Full disclosure, you know, wrestling is one of those things where growing up, you go in and out of it, but you always kind of keep an eye on it. And there was that one period of time for me that. I checked out the wrestling, and it was during, and I admittedly it was during the the best run of the Shield, and it was during the team team Hell No years. That I just kind of unplugged from all the products. Mm-hmm. I, I raised my kid; I was a dad. So when they reunite, it really doesn't resonate with me because it just wasn't that period I was watching religiously. Right, that was right when I came back. My time off was the was right before that. My time off was basically the ruthless aggression era. Um, you know, I was a huge attitude era guy. Um, and then I, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, after the failure of the invasion angle, uh, and there was no more WCW, that's kind of when I went away. And then I came back. I was back in it when the Shield came when the shield came in and was at their best so i do remember team hell no and they were they were fun they were good um i i don't care about them now but i will i do i they are to me they are more interesting than the bludgeon brothers i'd rather watch Kane, I'd rather watch Kane and Daniel Bryan in a tag team match than the Bludgeon Brothers, and that's not the Bludgeon Brothers' fault. Um, but I, and I think once they lose these titles, they'll be they'll be mid card. They, they 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 will lose everything that's special and unique and dominating about them once they don't have those titles anymore. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think Kane and Daniel Bryan win. I don't know how long they have the titles for. They probably they probably implode pretty soon, and that's what 
that's the reason they lose them instead of them actually just losing them clean to another team. I think that they implode. Maybe they implode on Sunday, and 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 then the Bludgeon Brothers do hold the titles, keep the titles. Um, but I don't. I think they. I think they win. They WWE loves nostalgia, man. They love it. They love those nostalgia pops. Well, it works. And out. they'll it, get one. It they'll get one when when those when those titles when Daniel Bryan is doing the yes hands with the tag with the tag team championship in his in his uh, grasp. The crowd will go crazy. It works out good that we don't agree on this match because I'm going Bludgeon Brothers. You're going Team Hell No. Another one where yeah. I feel like you and I may uh, may differ is Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the 30-minute Iron Man, which apparently now <laughs> Iron Man matches 30 minutes for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. I'm going to tell you now, uh, you know, of course, I'm joking. Dolph walks out, lays in Intercontinental Championship on the ground and just walks away with no explanation. That's 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 how this is going to end. But honestly, I'd like. Yeah, to... isn't he still the U.S. champion? I mean, didn't I, he? Isn't that still? I, he never lost that one. Uh, yeah, or asked for a rematch. <laughs> right, right. I, you know, I, so I, I don't get it. Anyways, uh, look, give me Dolph Ziggler. I drew McIntyre for the interference. Beat Seth Rollins. Way too early to take the belt off Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I think the damage has been done for me as a Ziggler fan to really believe that he is a viable anything. I I just think he's there. Uh, I think he's a tool to make Seth Rollins look interesting at this point. As much as I want to like, like Dolph Ziggler, I just can't get behind him right now. But I'm picking him for the win with the interference. Yep, I agree. I I, I agree with you. I don't. I you thought I was going to disagree with you, but I'm not going to. Yeah, no, I actually do agree with you. Um, I <clears throat> I love Dolph Ziggler, and I think that they can make this team with Drew McIntyre work. I think if they are going to, it's gonna, it's not gonna be easy. But I think this is their last chance at making Dolph Ziggler the the level of competitor that he should be. It probably won't. Probably not going to work. Probably not going to. They're probably not going to play that well. But uh, Drew McIntyre has a huge future. I love Drew McIntyre. He's going to be great. Um, I think. I think Dolph wins here. I think obviously Drew's a big part of it. Um, we've talked about earlier about you know other titles, the whole hot potato thing. I. I if they're going to give it back to Seth, then I would have just rather them never have taken it off of him to begin with. Um, so I, I hope it stays with Dolph. I hope that they keep Drew and Dolph together for a while. I know they're going to turn out on each other eventually, and, and that's going to be the split. And whenever that does happen, Drew's going to go up and Dolph's going to go down. And I just hope that that's still a ways off. I hope that they, uh, I hope that they do big things together for a while before that all happens. Uh, but. I agree with you. I, you know, I can't agree more with you. Uh, you know, to me, even though he's an intercontinental champion, and it seems like this is the hottest he's been in the last X amount of years, it, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler will always have that he's on life support feel to me from here on out. No matter yeah. what he does, they could give him the WWE championship, and in my mind. He's just going to drop it some stupid way, and then we're going to wait for his contract mm-hmm. to run out, and that's it. 
Yeah. I mean, look, you, you look back at his, his career is full of awesome championship moments and a very high losing percentage. <laughs> he's, he's got, he, he, most of the time he's kind of a middle, he's kind of a, a, a mid card, not jobber, but kind of a mid card stepping stone. But then he's got these amazing moments. They've money in the bank cash in against Alberto Del Rio, which is, that is probably in my top three, top two cash-ins ever. Um, I was watching that show when it happened, and I was just – that was like when I we were just talking about when we got back into wrestling after kind of taking a break after the Attitude Era. I was just – that's when I was just getting back into it, and I loved Dolph Ziggler, and I – that was probably one of the – when I first got back into wrestling, that was probably one of the first, like, big – huge uh, moments that happened when I, after I got back into it. So it really stands out for me. I really loved it in 2000, a couple of years ago in 2016, when he had his career match, career versus title match against the Miz, that freaking match was awesome. And everybody popped for that. And then, then he gave the title back to the Miz like two weeks later or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got these, he's got these awesome moments. And then, just a pretty boring, lame career around surrounding these awesome moments. Great moments, so, forgettable uh, runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is their chance. This is their chance. If they want to make something of him, resurrect his career, they could do it here. I don't think they will, but this is the right recipe for it. Um, so we'll see. But I think he wins. I think he wins on Sunday. Uh, give me a um, give me a score. I'm going to say two to one. I'm going to say Ziggler wins two, um, falls. Seth wins one. What do you got? Oh, uh, man, I'm going to say I'm okay with that. I think too many falls takes away from it. I, you know what? I think Rollins goes up to nothing, and then Ooh. and then Ziggler fights back. And gets three in a row. Yep. You know that they're always good for. You know there's going to be some lame roll up in the first five minutes. Uh, yeah, he hits, and it's going to be like, oh, somebody just snuck one out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Something like that's going to happen right away. Maybe even before the bell rings, McIntyre roughs up Rollins. They roll him in, and but I guess that would not work in the benefit of my prediction. But I still say. Ziggler comes from behind to win. Give me uh yeah. give me three to two. All right. Is uh is do you know are iron matches in general and and or is this match um a no disqualification match? I couldn't tell you. Or I, is I, it yeah, I don't I, I can't remember if iron matches you would, in general are no disqualification. You would, I can't you Tony, you would think on a pay per view called Extreme Rules, we should not even be having right. this conversation. Right, 
Amen. And and you know what? And I just every I think every stipulation in the WWE means no disqualification. <laughs> so I just assume that it is. But then the more I think about it, may, maybe it's not. Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that crazy? We watch I watch wrestling every week religiously, and I don't know if this is a no disqualification match. Like, how's that's? I should know that, and and they should, and, and and it should be clear to the fans if it is or isn't. Um, yeah, I just assume that every stipulation they put in the match is uh, uh, makes it a no disqualification. So in that case, you know, expect to see a lot. If it is a no disqualification, expect to see a lot of Drew McIntyre, and then he, then he'll get thrown out. My prediction is he gets he gets removed for interfering, and then makes his, and then comes back out and. Gets screwy at the end, and golf okay. wins. I'm okay with that. That's that sounds about right. For me, the most polarizing match of the night, the one that could go either way. I think if you look at Hardy, Shinsuke, Finn, Corbin, Braun, Owens, you kind of have a feeling which way those matches are going to go. Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Uh. To me, it, it look. I'm not going to kid myself. This is not going to be anywhere close to match of the night. Uh, WWE continues to misuse Bobby Lashley. I I am uninterested in this character. And Roman Reigns. Yeah, right. I'm I'm uninterested in Bobby Lashley. It's it's weird to say that Impact has gotten it right and WWE can't figure it out. But Bobby Lashley has been way better in Impact. Or the 10 years ago that he's done nothing in between if you watch those promos. But this is a match where, can you seriously tell me with 100%, with even 50% confidence who you think is going to win this match? No. 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 Because none of it would, because <clears throat> none of it would surprise me. I'm not, you're never surprised if Roman Reigns wins. So of course you always, you know, you always think he's going to win. You always, it's hard to, it's, it's always hard to, uh, bet against or predict against Roman Reigns. Uh, but at the same time, Bobby Lashley just came back. He needs a big win. They obviously want to do big things with him. Um, logic would dictate that the, the guy who just came back and is trying to, you know, get established, Gets the big win, um, but you want to talk about two characters that I just I absolutely cannot stand. Uh, this the channel changing. I don't give a crap about this match or these characters, and this is going to be the last match of the night, and they are going to get booed out of the building and there's going to be just like at backlash there's going to be people walking out walking down the aisles and the chance of beat the traffic this is boring uh, it's gonna it's gonna be everywhere it's this is gonna be a this this match is going to leave a it's going no matter what the rest of the pay-per-view does the pay-per-view is going to leave a bad taste in people's mouth because this is going to be the last match, and people are going to hate it, if and it's going to be a bad match too. If the WWE were smart, I'd have this in the first three matches. Just knock it yeah. out. Get it yeah. out of here. They're not, though. They're yeah. not going to do that, though. They're going to put it on last. You know, I don't think they will, only because it's not a title match. I could see 
I could see uh, you're going to have to put one of the AJ versus Rusev or maybe, uh, I guess you don't have. You the don't, WWE title should be the last match at every pay-per-view, in my opinion. I agree. It should be. The should only, be, but it's not going to be. The only way. And, or and you could make a case for, you, you could put the Iron Man match. Last. Dolph Ziggler and, and, uh, and, and Seth Rollins, they're, they're going to, no matter what happens in that match, it's going to be great. It's going to be very entertaining because these guys are great. So you could put that match last, and you could guarantee that people are going to go home on a high. No matter who wins, they're going to put on a great show. So put that match last, at least, and that's at least for a title. I'll or put the WWE title match last. I, oh. That's what I think they should do. Tony, but I will bet. Tony, let's make a bet. Wait, let's, wait, hang on. Let's make a bet. I'll, I'll, I'll take that as I'll take Lashley and. Reigns is the last match, and you can have all the other matches. <laughs> you know what? Hang on. I'll say this. The only way Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley deserve to go on last is if Brock Lesnar shows up and interferes. That's the only way. Brock Lesnar ain't showing up and interfering because that, that caught that would just him walking in the building cost Vince McMahon something like a half a million dollars or something. No, no, so he's I not going to. But that, that's they're the not going to use him. That's the only reason. That match would go on last is if if you had yeah. Brock Lesnar. I I think well, I don't think it goes on last, and I will take you up on that bet. Loser, let's do it. loser um, buys yeah. golf the next time we're one of us is close to each other. Ooh, I like it. I like that. Yeah, I'm in on that bet. Bet made. Um, you remember the backlash pay per view, right? Right. And you remember that it was Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe that went on last, and. There was no title on the line. The, all, the titles had all been defended earlier in the night, and there was no – there wasn't even any – no, well, there's not for this one either. They weren't even on the same brand. Samoa Joe had just recently been drafted to SmackDown. They weren't even on the same brand anymore. So th- the match was meaningless. It had no stipulation, no consequences. At least this match is sort of a de facto you, – you assume that whoever wins this match is going to take on breast Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. They may, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they come out either at the beginning of the show or sometime during the show, or maybe put, make an announcement on WWE.com uh, before the show that this that this is a number one contenders match, and the winner will take on Brock Lesnar in the main event of SummerSlam, um, and and give it some kind of stipulation. Roman Reigns and 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 Samoa Joe fought last after all the title matches in in the main event with no stipulation just three months ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know why you think that they won't do that again because I think I I think that that Vince McMahon thinks that Roman Reigns is the main event, well, and so he's in the main event. Well, one That's, of us which is, is paying, so stupid. One of us so is paying stupid. for golf. It, it comes down to that. Yep, I love it. I, I, I love would it. I would drive eight hours just to make you pay up for golf. Ooh, that'd be great. I know, right? Uh, let's move. Mm-hmm. But but prediction though, I don't think either one of us gave a prediction. What's your prediction for this match? I mean, is well, bad as, my, as, my my prediction is Lashley, but I but I have no, I I I don't do I I don't make that prediction with any confidence. But I, I I will say Bobby Lashley. I'm going to say Roman Reigns. And, boy, if there is a time, 
we say this all the time, and I hope it doesn't happen because I like the track that they have with Roman Reigns is the fact that they're not giving the people what they want with him. But if there's a time that you're going to turn Roman Reigns hill, it might be about now with, you know, Dean Ambrose so close to coming back. I think SummerSlam a little bit afterwards is when he's due back. You could you could interject. I think they're looking for a reason to bring back uh, Jason Jordan. You know, I think it'd be a, a fun little twist to have Jason Jordan show up and interfere in this match since the last time we saw him, he yep. was tag team champions with Seth Rollins. There's a number yep. of ways you're going to get out of this match. I will say this, it ends in a no contest or a DQ. Mm. A DQ... Doesn't matter. A in, DQ's a DQ. In somebody's favor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, 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 think it, I think there's a pinfall because, again, I think it's going last so i don't think it's there's a disqualification i think uh i think it's uh i think it's going last and i think uh, one of them wins by pinning the other one all right so let's do this although then. wait 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 i don't on. see bobby lashley doing that goofy suplex thing pinning roman after that so maybe my pick is already wrong so, i don't know so it's, let's, let's it's gonna be a bad match well let's do this then oh we have a bet already on the line for where this match ends. You say mm-hmm. pinfall. I say DQ. Loser buys the bear. <laughs> sure. At the golf, at the, at, while we're golfing. At Absolutely. This, yes. So we've got Deal. two bets on the line. Yeah. I like it. There, I like it. Let's move on. All right. Let's Jeff, talk about a different match. Cause that match just makes me angry. Jeff Hardy, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, I don't. I don't know. This is to me. This is the match I don't care about. Uh, you're gonna hate me for this, but I'm not a Hardy fan. I wasn't a. I didn't like the Hardy brothers during the Attitude Era. I there's just something about them when they came back and they were trying to relive the old glory. Didn't change their music. They look like you know forty year old guys at a rave trying to pick up eighteen year old college girls. It just. <laughs> Nothing about well. That's because the WWE. That's because that goes back to what I said earlier about the WWE loving nostalgia and loving the nostalgia pop. They shouldn't have come out to the old music, and they shouldn't have come out as Team Extreme dressed in the the old. They should have come out as broken. And if you couldn't come out as broken because of whatever, they should have come out acting Mm. different than they used to act. They should not have just gone full team extreme with the old music and everything. But I guarantee you that they didn't, that that was a, that was not a Hardy boys call. That was a Vince McMahon WWE call. They wanted to hear that old, they wanted that old music to play at WrestleMania to make the crowd pop. And that's exactly what happened. I was disappointed. I loved I loved when they came out, but I was like you, I was like, what? Yeah, I agree. They look like a couple 40-year-old guys, like they're going to a rave. Um, I do like this new Jeff Hardy, but I am going to say that um, Shinsuke Nakamura wins this match. And I I, I feel like it's the, constel- it's the consolation prize to Shinsuke Nakamura for not giving him the WWE Championship, even though they should have. Um, I all- and I don't get the WWE logic in this match at all. So I'm kind of with you and like, this is the match you don't care about and that you don't understand because I don't understand it either. It's like, Hey, Shinsuke, 
you weren't good enough to win the WWE title, um, maybe you're good enough to win the USA, the US title. Uh, go try for that one. And it did just handing them a chance at the US title. It, it, it's they did the same thing with um, uh, 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 gender when he lost the uh, just because he lost the WWE title. He was automatically then qualified to become the U.S. champion. It just doesn't make any. It's it's dumb. I don't like that line of thinking. I don't like. I don't like the way that this match came about. Um, I don't understand what they're fighting about. I don't understand this feud at all. Um, no, no, and I. It's, I, very, it's the whole thing's disappointing. Look, I'll say this. It seems like if Nakamura wins, we're going to get the same shtick we got when Kevin Owens was the United States champion, when uh, Rusev was the United States champion, when Jinder was. It's, look, anti-American rhetoric. I hold your United right. States. If you did something different with Nakamura, I might kind of get in line and go, okay, this is going to be fun. But unfortunately, they're not going to do it. They're going to go back to the role of having a... Uh, I hate to use the word foreigner, but it just seems like no. That's what it is. Yeah, a, a foreigner, yeah, the evil hold, foreigner. Yeah, the yeah. evil foreigner holding the U.S. title. They do that. That's what they do all the time. And guess who's the gonna, evil foreigner holds the U.S. title? They do that all the time, and that's exactly what they're going to do. And you know what's going to happen? Nobody can take it away except for the super United States hero, John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. John- I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. I think that um I think that Jeff Hardy also um if if any of the the reports are to be believed, I think he's dealing with several like none of them are uh none of them as a standalone are a, are a, a bad enough injury to take him out of action, but if once you when you add up all these little things that are sort of bothering him and hurting him, um, he just needs some time off to to get right. So I think he's going to lose. I think that's another indicator that he loses this match. I think he disappears after he loses. I think he disappears for a little while, and um, two or three months go by. People, you know, sort of start to forget about him, and then. You when he comes back, uh, you know, in the fall, or maybe at the beginning of the of of winter, it, he'll, he'll get a giant pop because we'll have not seen him for three or four months or something like that. That's Ooh. what I think's gonna happen. All right, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor. I don't even care that much to even talk more about it. Yeah, no, I I don't. Uh, this I if it's <laughs> what they've done to Finn Balor is a crime. Where's the freaking demon? Why do we not have – why is he not more important? Um, didn't we just see – didn't we just see a feud that was based on I'm big and mean and you're little and nice and that's why we hate each other with Big Cass and Daniel Bryan? And that's exactly what this feud is. I'm me. I'm big. I'm taller and stronger and meaner. And so I hate you because you're little and you're nice. And now we're going to fight about it. Like what? I, so it, what, are they, what they're fighting about is dumb. The fact that Finn Balor is even dealing with Baron Corbin is dumb. I, 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 I'm going to pick Baron Corbin 
which is stupid. It should be it should be Finn Balor, but I'm going to pick Baron Corbin, and then I'm just going to get mad when I'm right. <laughs> I'm going. I'm picking Finn Balor, and I don't even want to talk about it. If if Finn Balor doesn't win, we riot, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Unfortunately, that's what it's come to. And the last cup match on the card: Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. <sighs> You know what? I wouldn't put them past. Uh, it seems like when you hold the money in the bank briefcase, they do things to make you forget that he has it or the monster in the bank or whatever the heck they want to call it right now. So I'm going to go on a limb and say Kevin Owens wins this to, to keep this storyline going because you're you got to have Braun Strowman do something and I think it's Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens will have something up his sleeve will lock him away or throw him in a truck and drive off or he's going to outsmart him somehow I'm going Kevin Owens so the 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 typical um the, the typical belief uh, with somebody with money in the bank is exactly what you just said. They have money in the bank so they can afford to lose because they don't – because they already have their title shot and they can take it whenever they want. So a loss to somebody like that doesn't hurt them. Um, I don't think that there's any chance that Braun Strowman loses this match. I don't think that there's ever a chance of him ever losing. He went – you know um, – I don't understand this feud either. I don't understand how the bu- the bully is the good guy and the bad guy is the one who's just been tormented and picked on for seemingly no reason for weeks. Uh, uh, it's it's it. I don't. Kevin Owens is great at generating heat. He's great at getting people to uh, root for him losing and root for him getting his butt kicked. But when I look at this, I don't. I I only feel sympathy for Kevin Owens, and I don't. I'm not. I wasn't cheering Braun Strowman to push over a porta potty with Kevin Owens. It like I don't get it. I don't get how that's supposed to be what we're all what, what we're all getting. But what justice is being what what good deed and what justice is being served by setting somebody's rental car on fire? I I, I just don't get it. Well, I don't, I don't get it. But this, I think but I think Braun Strowman wins. This is a still cage match, which when something has no brainer written all over it, it makes me tend to kind of shy away from picking the obvious winner. That's why I'm. I think Kevin Owens does something here. Just outsmarts some figures. You'll get a Braun Strowman monster moment with he may pick up the whole cage by himself and throw it out of right. the stadium or whatever they do with him. I just, yeah, remember when Kalisto beat him. Remember when Kalisto beat Braun Strowman, and, and I think casket, it was a casket match. casket match or something. Yeah. And when when he when when he made when when Braun basically like stepped in the cast, casket or whatever and. And and then it was over. So in that vein, I I understand if that's if that's what you're talking about, like it, that type of victory. That type of victory, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I I get I understand that 
thought process, but I still think that Here, I Here's the thing. I just don't. Look, this has if this is traditional steel cage, whoever exits the cage first wins. Braun Strowman's going to throw Kevin Owens through the cage. Or, or you're going to get something where Kevin yeah, Owens I could see that. Sammy Zayn pops up, raises the cage up and you know, Kevin Owens rolls under it for the win. Something wonky is going to happen to give Kevin Owens the win to keep this storyline going. Yeah, why, do, why does this storyline need to keep going? Because you got you, you got to do something with Braun Strowman until Lesnar comes back, at, at, until, whether it's SummerSlam or what. Because wh- what's the next progression for Braun Strowman? There's, yeah, there's not, I don't know. There's nothing even on the horizon. So I feel like Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman is just something to keep Braun Strowman busy until he can. Or maybe him. that's to your to support your theory. Maybe something that we don't can't predict right now is maybe there's another person that gets involved. Because I can't. Oh please, I can't watch this feud go on for another month so this i hope this is it and maybe maybe somebody comes out or comes up from underneath the ring some other monster or something i don't know who knows um and causes ko to win and gets the attention of braun Strowman, and now there's a new program until braun gets his chance to cash in but that going speaking of that for one second whatever they're going to do for SummerSlam, whenever they set up because it was just confirmed i think today or yesterday that um they put i think they a press release came out from the wwe or they put it on their website that uh, they confirmed that uh brock lesnar will defend the universal title at SummerSlam. which duh i mean duh uh but whatever they do whether they make this match with Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley a number one contenders match, or they have some type of uh, tournament or number one contenders match on Raw in the next couple of weeks, and it's SummerSlam main event is going to be Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar are a triple threat for the Universal Title. Who the second that Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar are in the same building. Braun Strowman's cashing in, and if he doesn't, then the Braun Strowman character doesn't make does, it doesn't make sense anymore. Because it's not like the typical champion where you get like most Money in the Bank people get chances on a weekly basis if they want to to run out and cash in their briefcase. But Brock Lesnar's never in the building. He's never there. So if you and, and the only thing that makes sense to the Braun Strowman character is that the instant he gets a chance to cash in, he will cash in and he won't wait until it in, in, in well, he better not at least. Cause that again, he's also not the type of guy or character that should be like conniving and wait for the champion to be in some kind of weekend state. It should be like, as soon as the champion is in the ring, the music hits, he comes running down. I'm taking this from you right now. That's the only way it can be, and that's the only way SummerSlam can be, unless you're changing the Braun Strowman character. Stupid, bold prediction that I do not believe will happen as we wrap this podcast up. Yeah. 
Let's do it. My stupid bold prediction. You said it. It triggered it. This thought is maybe eight seconds old as I work through it. (laughs) Maybe you can book it. Maybe you book it at SummerSlam because we know he's coming back. But Undertaker, Braun Strowman. Yeah. You, Maybe you said it when someone came, you know come up from underneath the ring. Yeah. What if what if this is and look as much as everybody believes and they made us you know with the streak at WrestleMania that you know WrestleMania was the Undertaker show. Undertaker made his debut at SummerSlam. No Survivor Series. Survivor Series. All right. Well, thank you for correcting me. Well, then there but goes still, my thought. It's still. <laughs> but no, but no, no. When I was saying that, when I was saying that, that that there's a there's somebody that distracts and comes in. The Undertaker was. I almost said, maybe it's the Undertaker. Um, he is coming back I, to Madison I just, Square Garden. I didn't want to make that right. Yeah, he's coming back, and he's. Gonna, I think he's going to be in that all at, at that Australia event. Um, yeah, I think he. Yeah, he is. I you know the only reason I don't want to see the Undertaker and Braun Strowman fight is because I just don't want to see the Undertaker lose again, and he'll and he'll lose and if he and and there's and if he does win, I I I don't think anybody will buy it. I, I you know I think that nobody will believe that that's realistic because they've just taken away you know all the aura around the Undertaker. What? So Tony taken away. He, it it's could be been, him. Though, it's been down. gone. For it could years. be him. It's yeah. been gone for years. The Undertaker. To, listen, this is my biggest. It's problem. been gone since Lesnar. It's been gone since Lesnar took one at WrestleMania. That it wasn't gone before that. I don't think. I think that's when it. I think it's been gone since then. Here's here's my problem with the Undertaker. He should have gone away to maintain his legacy. Unfortunately, the Undertaker I'm going to remember is the old, hobbled, need surgery, bad hip, you know, broken down Undertaker. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel. He should have walked away years ago to maintain a special war. Maybe he shows up here and there as a, and maybe not as a an attraction, but just as the Undertaker. But now, if the Undertaker shows up, how are you going to make me believe that this guy that can barely walk is legitimately tough enough? Right. And I think he is yeah. in real life, but can can go head to head with somebody half his age that's the champion. It's almost like Goldberg coming back. Goldberg yeah. has not been in a wrestling ring for how long? And all of a sudden he comes back, beats Brock Lesnar, and is now the best guy in your company and everybody else is... You know, he's old enough to be their grandfather. I, I don't like right. that. Yeah, the Goldberg, the whole Goldberg thing. If Goldberg was good enough after 50, walk back in and beat somebody the level of Brock Lesnar in a minute and a half, like, so we're supposed to believe that this guy is that, he's been gone for 15 years, but that whole time he was this much better than every single person in the company. <laughs> like, Shenanigans. What? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he, he, I, I agree with you with the undertaker. I, they could have, 
even if even with even with bad matches though, they if they just had if they just had him win at WrestleMania every year, even even looking even if he doesn't even if the matches aren't great, that match with with, with Lesnar was a bad match. But I think everybody was waiting for a two, one more tombstone pile driver and a pin. And no matter how bad he looked in that match, all anybody would remember is that he still won. He still undefeated at WrestleMania, and he would still have you. My point is, you could still have that aura around the Undertaker. But even even when he looks bad, even when he's even when he's in the ring, limping around, he still finds a way to win. And, and and that would still, you know, that aura would then still be around him. If you only saw him once a year, twice a year at the most, and he still and he never loses, then you got something. But they've taken that all away. He uh, he looks better now. I think he's had the hip surgery. He's moving better than he than he did a few years ago. Um, but it's too late. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he, that he can go a little bit better than he, he can't obviously go like he used to, but he can go better than he could a few years ago or even a year ago, but it doesn't matter because you've taken that away. I still, now when the, now do I, I'll, will I still geek out when the gong hits and the lights go out? Absolutely. I can't help it. But, um, but yeah, I, the, the, the whole magic of the undertaker has unfortunately just been taken away. Speaking of special event, somebody that is savored and and held off for to make an impact. You and I, we were working out a schedule. I don't know if it's going to be once a month or maybe a Saturday or a Friday night. But you're you're back in the mix now. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Well, I I'd mean, love to be. But come on, I can't quit you. <laughs> I love it. And I promise this too. everybody who's stuck around this long. They're not. I mean, I'm long one person and and Dennis and I can talk forever, but they're not all going to be this long. I promise. This is a special. This is my comeback episode and a preview to a pay-per-view. So why not? Even if they all are this long, it's fun. I don't do it for them. I do it for you. Amen. Back at you, buddy. So let's. Let's wrap this up, put a pretty little bow so we can put this out and people can listen into their yeah. ears. Happy, but you know, I guess extreme rules morning. Uh, it's almost like Christmas yeah. of pay-per-views. Eh. But where can people find you, Tony Colombo? Yeah, hopefully I'm wrong about this pay-per-view and it ends up being a, a surprisingly good show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TonyColombo971. That's the best way to uh, follow me, communicate with me, let me know. Uh, what you think about uh, my opinions, where I'm right, uh, probably more of where I'm wrong and why you think that I'm dumb. Uh, but at Tony Colombo 971, all O's in Colombo, at Tony Colombo 971, that is how you can get me. And it's my understanding, Dennis, that since I left and you have continued to grow this fine podcast, uh, that there is more social media to be followed than uh, than there used to be. Is that correct? Yeah, we have a Facebook page now, a website. Nice. Uh, good nice. Listen. listen, you Google Wrestling Perspective Podcast, it all shows up. You can go to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Any place that you get podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, 
uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're there. That's where we are. You can go to the website. It's set up for a one-stop shop. You can listen to the podcast right off the website. Uh, you can email the show from the website. Everybody's social medias. We'll get Tony up there now. We'll be on the website. Yeah. So go to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. But if you have iTunes, go over. Leave a five-star review. Leave a kind little comment. It helps us move up the rankings and the algorithms and all that stuff that's way too smart for me where you need the genius Lenny Poffo to help break it down. <laughs> then they sold. I, I stopped for the laugh. So... <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to distract you. No, I no. just like the Lanny Pop folks. No, I stopped so you could laugh. I'm like, hopefully this goes over. Nope. But uh <laughs> look, we appreciate you guys listening. Tony, I'm so glad that you're back. Welcome home, my friend. Ah, love it. Love it. Love to uh be back. Uh we'll talk again this week. We'll see how we did with these uh, predictions. We'll see uh how right we were and how wrong we were and who owes who golf and drinks and that'll be good and um i look forward to uh to getting this going again and to be in the mix with uh with with Petey and james and you um i'm stoked i'm loving it so can't wait to do it again maybe we'll start calling our podcast the saturday night main event <sighs> i like it that's a good one. There you go, guys. Thank you so much. Enjoy the pay-per-view. We'll talk to you next week.